everyone. Welcome back to Quality Matters. Um, this one is making me a little nervous. I have relinquished control to Kyle. <laughs> I came into the office today and he said, oh, I forgot to start my timer. There we go. <laughs> he said, um, hey, you want to record some episodes today? And I kind of looked panicked because I don't didn't have any ideas. He's like, I've got some ideas. We're going to talk about it. In today's and global so economy, in quality control. matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Woohoo! <laughs> all right, so all this really started because, uh, you know, we're at a, a client's location yesterday and we're talking about the consultation program that we're going to roll into as soon as this first uh, uh, audit is completed. It's a really, uh, really big, detailed, technical audit. So I was like, well, I'm having a hard time actually explaining to these folks what this process is going to look like in, in a succinct type manner. Um, and I'm all about trying to simplify things. So when I'm having a hard time simplifying my ideas about how I'm going to help them out, I realize that's, that's really a problem. So uh, sat down for you know a couple hours yesterday and this morning just going through, pouring through pages of notes, which we'll, we'll go through. Not today. We're not going to get through all of them today. No, probably just one, maybe only one, um, maybe one. And just trying to identify, you know, what is it that makes an organization successful? And how do you achieve that uh, success in your quality management program? Because that success in your quality management program, especially now as we enter this post-COVID uh, world, although we're, we're not there yet, but we <laughs> feel like we're entering it now. It's going to be the folks that are able to, to adapt. It's going to be the folks that uh, feed off of continual improvement. It's going to be the folks that build a foundation on compliance, that build a foundation around good leadership and good teamwork that are going to be the ones that really thrive in this post-COVID era. So as we move into this era, these concepts that have always been important are going to be absolutely critical for any organization looking to succeed. Okay. So... I think we all know that Kyle reads and researches a lot, and his reading is not the fiction that I enjoy. No. <laughs> it's a lot um, about improvement, yeah. um, but not these kind of self-help help books. We've talked about a couple of the books that I think you're going to bring up, because mm -hmm. I saw the go Golden Circle on his list. That's yes. from Start With Why mm -hmm. and The Seven Habits, mm -hmm. which we've talked a little bit about on well i think we did a whole we talked a lot series. about yeah <laughs> so that's why i looked at his notes and i was very confused and i was like i think we've discussed these things but obviously you have some new ideas that you want to bring yeah and it, it's not even necessarily new ideas it's that these are some very foundational principles that good organizations have to accept and have to understand none of these ideas are new nothing simon Sinek came up with was new Nothing Stephen Covey came up with was new. They just did a good job. I say just. They hmm. did a very great job of taking these ideas and concepts that we all knew, we all really some level believe, and putting them in a good, succinct format. And so that's, in my own way, kind of what I, I'm hoping to achieve here with uh, – 
quality management. And so whether or not you use an outside consultant, whether you are a consultant and doing this for, for someone else or you're trying to lead it in your team, I really want to go through what these keys of success are. And the first place I always go is I try to look at what else I've already learned, right? You know, no matter how amazing uh, you are at your job, you, you know, you've, you've learned from others. So those and, we, are, and we've talked about that a number of times. No matter how good you are, there's always room for improvement. Yes, so. absolutely. So that's where I wanted to start was kind of taking a look at, uh, you know, Simon Sinek's golden circle. Everything starts with a why, how, and what. But dig into it just a, a little bit um, deeper is th than just at that service level. Is the why, he says, is the, the purpose or the belief, right? The how is, you know, more of the things that make you special. So it's not even your processes, your method. It's what is it that separates you? So if you take five of your, you know, toughest competitors in the industry, what is it that actually separates you from them? So that's kind of what we're looking at. And then the what's finally just whatever that final product is. And this is why I tell people that quality is quality. It doesn't matter where you go because we're all trying to achieve the end product and we want to have customer, our customers satisfied and we want to eliminate unintended consequences. So that's why I say quality is quality. And, you know, we've been looking into getting uh, actually have job posting out there right now for trying to find a uh, salesperson for a uh, public sector. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something, you know, we, we've talked about on here a lot before is whether it's law enforcement, education, healthcare, like quality is quality. Up until you get to that final product, the, the culture um, is built on the same, the same foundation. Should be. Should be. Should be. <laughs> um, so then I started taking a look and thinking about, well, you know, seven habits of highly effective people. H how do these things interact? And, and really trying to look at a lot of these great ideas that, you know, we, we've read and studied on, and especially in, in this podcast. And how are they relating to the same concepts? How, are, how can we use all of these different ideas to, to build a solid foundation for an organization rather than, you know, being a, a follower of this way of thinking or that way of thinking? And so he talks about, you know, be proactive, begin with the end in mind, put first things first. So all of these are about planning. So when we- Is this the seven habits? This is the seven habits, okay, sorry. Okay. So this is all about planning, right? Mm -hmm. And if you take a look at, uh, you know, what Edward Deming did, again, other topics we've talked about on here, mm -hmm. it starts with planning. You have to plan, you have to plan. You know, fail to plan, uh, fail to plan, plan to fail is the old saying, mm -hmm. right? So he's, he's talking about the planning and you go to Simon Sinek. Well, that how that's that's in your plan uh, of how you're going to achieve these things. It's all the same concept and idea, you know, this idea of uh, think win win, seek first to understand, then to be understood, you know, synergize. These are these are concepts that are too often lost, especially with compliance and, and quality geeks like myself. Mm -hmm. We like to. We like to see the numbers. We like to see the reports. We like to see the spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. We don't really like to work with the people. We just want them to do the job. <laughs> Which we have discussed on this podcast yes. a number of times that culture is key. It is. Like if you don't have the culture of quality, you're not going to get your reports or the numbers that you want no. or those kinds of things. No. At best, you could get short-term success, but you will not get long-term sustained success. And 
right now folks need the short term and the long term success because mm-hmm. so many folks are struggling. It just makes me sick hearing about, you know, talking to some of our current and existing and, you know, previous clients and just the the hardships that everyone's going through. Mm-hmm. And I just fully believe that these are core concepts that are going to help folks to thrive in this upcoming uh, upcoming era that we have. You know, and he finishes with uh, sharpen the saw. And, you know, again, I go back to, you know, Edward Deming talks about the plan, do, um, check, or study as he worded it, and, and act. And the whole idea is that you're going to continually improve. You're going mm-hmm. to continually get better. So this is kind of an iterative uh, cycle. And this idea of an iterative cycle has to be at the foundation of that quality management system. If you're new to developing a system for your organization or if you're coming in to to try to fix and improve things, which we're seeing a lot of happen right now, don't start by writing the procedures. Don't start by identifying as many nonconformities as as you have. Those aren't the places to begin. And we've got it here in, in, you know, these lessons is... You know, we want to, you know, be proactive. We want to seek to understand, then to be understood. It's uh, sad to see how many uh, managers and department leaders don't just spend a day in the department working alongside the folks that they're managing. I think we've talked about that, talked a lot about that when it comes to education. It's my passion. We've mm-hmm. talked about that, and we've seen where school districts have implemented quality mm-hmm. a quality program and maybe gotten a department ISO certified or you know whatever the case may be but then a new you know person takes that position or yes. a new superintendent comes along and they say you know we're going to scrap this i got something better yeah and it's the same kind of thing maybe they didn't take the time to really see what that was doing for the organization no no i uh, completely agree and I, I was talking with these folks yesterday and you know seen before where even when every single person in that department is replaced they replace the leadership they replace most folks in that department the problems still continue (laughs) and so one would think that if you've got a bad you know manager leading this department things have just gone awry and you kind of scrap it and start new you would think you'd be able to start good but it's because at that point the people are simply uh you know uh a cog in the machine. There's just a gear in the machine is all. And the, the absolute foundation that it's based on is, is rocky and shaky. And that's where we have to start. And so again, whether you're starting something new or you're coming into, you know, a new situation or just decide that you want to revitalize, you got to know what your foundation's built on. And mm-hmm. sometimes you got to do a lot of work to fix it. And that, that starts with talking to your people. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely starts with talking to people. I mean, I think maybe even before that starts with just observation. Yeah, yeah. And seeing what's going on and how people are doing things and then talking to the people. And I know recently we did an episode about um, a pharmacy mm-hmm. and they gave them, I think, fishbone diagrams yeah. or some sort of thing like that that right. you guys use. Yeah. <laughs> and each employee filled one out yes. to describe their job and how it influences everybody else to understand that you're not just a cog correct but you're a cog that helps the gear turn yes yeah no absolutely it's um 
it, it's so important to, to get that, uh, to really get the feedback. I know these sound like the things that we're supposed to say, right? These are all these ideas that everyone is supposed to say mm-hmm. and everyone's supposed to believe, but you're also supposed to act on it. Yeah. You're supposed to act on it. And I would challenge anyone that is starting up a new program or, or wanting to revitalize, seriously, take one day a week and and just go out onto the floor, shadow folks, ask them to teach you to do the job as though you were a brand new employee. And, and it's probably going to feel awkward yes. for the employee because I'm assuming if you're in a position to revitalize, mm-hmm. then you're a superior mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. So... I think as an employee on the floor and my superior comes to me and says, hey, teach me how you do your job. I'm like, I'm going to be thinking like, oh, crap, what did I do wrong? (laughs) He's trying to catch me in something. So how do you approach that with, you know, how do you put that employee at ease knowing that you're not really evaluating them? Mm -hmm. I mean, you are, but you're evaluating with a purpose to make things better. Uh, two things. Uh, one, we, we tell our kids oftentimes, you've oh. got two ears and one mouth. Use them in that proportion. <laughs> um, so do a lot less talking and a lot more listening, right? Um, don't correct them during the day. If they're doing something, you know, kind of bonehead, don't correct them. Learn. Learn what they are doing. Learn what their expectations and their requirements for success are. Then you're going to learn from someone else. Someone else. Uh, the second thing that I would tell you is dress for the role that you're in and i know that sounds a little silly but if you're going to be in a in a shop right and you're going to be out on 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 the floor grinding and and whatnot get a uniform just like what everyone else is wearing put that thing on go out there and look and feel the part of who these guys are same thing if you're in a laboratory environment don't come in with you know your, your nice shoes and this sport coat and you know don't come in with a polo shirt come in ready to be in the lab and prepared to put on the coat and the goggles and, and be ready to get the job done mm-hmm. um that's gonna be the, the next thing i tell you is you need to make the folks truly feel like you are trying to do what you should be doing which is understand them before you get them to understand what you want well and not only that like if you have requirements on the floor that they're in that uniform and still toe boots and Mm -hmm. you walk out there like you're a superior Mm -hmm. i I think it does more to put them at ease too if Mm -hmm. you're dressing the part no agreed agreed um and then kind of the last thing i want to talk on today is these are you know core values that we've put in place uh for ourselves here a while back is it's integrity, productivity, hard work, and generosity. And, and these were picked based on uh, you know biblical scripture. So again, going back to trying to learn from, from the wisdom that others have put down. But the idea of uh, integrity is, this is kind of the idea of ownership, right? Another great book uh, is you read uh, Jocko Willink, you know, Extreme Ownership, you know, The Dichotomy is Leadership. And some of the core principles here is that taking responsibility. And it's tough. It is really tough, especially when it was someone else's blunder. But then you have to step back and say, you didn't communicate that properly because I haven't given you the methods or the means to do Mm -hmm. it. I've not done the training. I didn't make that important for the team. So it's, it's part of what, you know. I think most people can relate to that. Anytime you have an issue 
at anywhere you shop, buy, eat, whatever, yeah. almost every time the blame is passed on to the next person, the next person. And I, <laughs> I feel like I'm on the phone all the time with people trying to resolve yes. a situation. And I just... At this point, I'm like, I, d- I don't care whose fault it is. Can no. we just resolve it? Yes. That's all I want. Yes. I'm, t- I'm tired of arguing. And that's not to say, like, in one phone call. I just mean in general. Whenever mm-hmm. I have a problem anymore, I, d- I just call and say, I don't care whose fault it is. Yeah. I just want it fixed. How Agreed. can we solve the problem? Agreed. That's it. It does me no good spending time trying to decide who. Maybe that's something you need to do on mm-hmm. your end, but I don't need to be a part of it. Right. <laughs> And uh, something I want to talk about in a future episode on the, on this idea is that pride has no place in decision making, and that, that's part of you know what, what I try to pull from this idea of integrity is, is you're just going to stand up and, and take ownership for things, and you are going to be who you say you're going to be, and, and that's it. You know the next one is proactivity, and again this just goes hand in hand with uh, what we've talked about with seven habits is you have to take action for things ahead of time, you have to plan ahead of time. Now, granted, you can go off in a rabbit hole with planning for contingencies, but my gosh, you, you need to have a plan. Well, I think that has not with the word plan come up in so many of the case studies that we've done, mm-hmm. and especially the Mayo Clinic that we talked a lot about how they really did things well. Yeah. It was a lot of planning and team building and creating and involving employees. And same thing with the pharmacy I just mentioned. Yeah. You know, if they hadn't done those diagrams with the employees and just skipped over that part. So you have to plan mm-hmm. to create the culture that you want to continue the quality. Completely, completely agree. You know, the third one we list here is uh, is hard work. And I would think that goes without saying, but, you know, some of the not all people have the same philosophy, um, but you have to work hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I put a little video up on uh, YouTube this morning talking about, you know, from uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 2.24. It's one of my, uh, my favorite verses is Solomon's talking about, you know, it's uh, kind of the best thing we can do in life is to eat a little and drink a little and mm-hmm. take joy in the work that we do because this has been given by God. And my gosh, that's just such a good solution for so many of life's problems. (laughs) I don't know what to do. And this is true of management leadership as well. I don't know what to do. I'm sitting back. I'm so anxious. I'm nervous. You've got something that needs done today. Do it in a manner that you can be proud of. Mm -hmm. And the last one's generosity. And the idea here is to go the extra mile, to go above and beyond the minimum expectations. Mm -hmm. So again, as leadership, this means going above and beyond the expectations of not just your customer, but especially of your employees and of mm-hmm. your team is you simply have to. And especially in these growth moments and like, you know, so many folks are going to be experiencing or experiencing now where you're really trying to grow the team, whether in numbers or in uh, culture or developing that management system, you've got to be willing to go above and beyond those expectations. But those expectations have to be planned ahead of time. Yeah, and there was one episode we did. I can't remember what the company was, but the CEO hand-wrote cards to all of his employees. Yes. And it was birthdays and anniversaries, and somebody got sick and got a card. Like, he took the time to do that. Yeah. And that does take a lot of planning. I've said for years, every month I'm going to send five cards to people, <laughs> not necessarily work-related, just encouraging yeah. cards to friends. Not that anything's wrong, but just say, hey, how you doing? Thinking of you. Hope you have a great day kind of thing. And I 
I plant, I buy cards. Yeah. And I buy envelopes. Yeah. But then something happens between the stamps and the handwriting of the cards. <laughs> so it does take planning. It does. It, it takes a lot of planning. It takes hard work. You have to be willing to go the extra mile. And these things are, they're tough to do. But that's why they work. That's why they work. Especially to, well, I'm thinking about the handwriting of the cards, but I mean, Think about when you go check the mail every day mm-hmm. and something, an address is handwritten. Yes. That's the one you open first. It is. Or you save it for last because it's Correct. the best. You Correct. know, like you're excited because something is handwritten. Yeah. So going above and beyond for your employees would mean a lot and, um, you know, help them adapt to that culture better. They mm-hmm. believe that you care about them. Yes. And so yes. they'll do more. And that will all go further to reinforce the why whatever the why is for that organization it'll go reinforce you know your why for why you show up every day to do that job um all these things you have to have to line up but that doesn't mean that you have to have you know all these weird matrices and, and detailed uh plans of these things it's simply why are you here today what you know we talk about our, our mission statements to save time and energy for what matters most well what matters most to you what matters most to the company you're working for, make sure that in some way those are in alignment. Otherwise, find a new company to work for. Mm-hmm. And what matters with your people? And you won't know that unless you go spend time with them mm-hmm. rather than having them spend time with you in a meeting. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you for listening. All right. Hey guys, this is Darcy with Quality Matters. We really appreciate you listening. And if you enjoy it, we invite you to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Subscribe, comment, leave us a review. We're happy to hear from you.